Hello and welcome to the TPM podcast. This is the Theology of Plain Men podcast. We're just a group of guys who enjoy getting together and talking through current events, uh, um, different theologies and different topics from a Christian worldview and hope to make it light and fun and engaging. And yeah, we're not pastors. We're not teachers. We're just... We're just normal guys living life. Um, this is Michael Francis behind the mic. This is my second day on the board. As you hear the intro music fade out, that is me controlling that. I'm feeling pretty cool. And with me today, I have the one and only, the premier voice of the TPM podcast, Andre Nelson. I'm just going to give up arguing that. That that and to be clear, that I am not the premier voice. That this nasally, sometimes pretty whiny <laughs> voice is apparently at the top. Classic humble Andre, <laughs> just deflecting the compliments. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the life we live around here at TPM. Just you know, humility. We're the most humble guys, aren't we? We, we really are. And tonight, <laughs> and tonight, our this group of guys is actually just a pair. It's just me and Michael tonight. Uh, which is fun. This is the first time you and I have just done a podcast, the two of us. Yeah, this is actually the first time I've ever done a podcast. Oh, just really? Two one on one. And right. I don't know when this one will be posted. Obviously, because our listeners know we come pre-recorded. Uh, for now, for now, <laughs> maybe live one day when those sponsors kick in. Uh, <laughs> last week, when I was recording with Nick and Matt for the end of the topics we take for granted, um, Nick brought up that we need sponsors and push push for it. Actually called on Richard Branson to uh the the Virgin guy to yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to sponsor us. I thought it was pretty bold, but again, we're we're open to sponsorship deals. I don't see why not. Does Branson have like a conflict conflict of interest if Nick is in NASA? No. Or? I I mean <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. This is this is irrelated. It it is not impacting Nick's work to be on TPM. Okay. TPM is irrelated. So I'm sure if Branson had some loose change, he could funnel it down to TPM. Yeah. So well, so there's a reason that the astronaut isn't on tonight's podcast. While that is a pretty good title, he's not an astronaut, but whatever. The NASA guy. That's a pretty good credential. We wanted to start this topic by talking a little bit about credentials, right? Yeah. And so well. Here's a peek. We're going to talk about vaccines tonight. Um, obviously, in this moment, it is most pertinent uh, in the context of coronavirus uh, vaccines. But at the at the head of this topic, I think, and this is going to be just a quick starter. It brings up this to mind like the value of credentials um, when it comes to deciding on deciding whether or not what somebody what something somebody is saying is worth listening to and so it being michael and i tonight we thought we would we thought we would sell to you our credentials <laughs> yeah yeah talking about vaccines it it is something we'll, we'll just touch on briefly with this whole topic but the idea is if somebody's got a doctor in front of their name they're absolutely worth listening to and to a point that's true but i hope it's not just because they have a doctor in front of their name but actually because what they're saying and sharing is worth listening to and can be backed up by evidence and we'll get into that but mm -hmm. andre why are you qualified and credentialed to talk about the covid-19 vaccines tonight uh because sometimes people call me dr dre <laughs> i need to get the drums ah. 
or yeah. Zach, like the little th- the little sound clips. Yeah. See, now that you're in the chair, yep. you really like can I'm feel. Seeing the power, you can feel like, oh, this is where I'm supposed <sighs> to click the wah, wah, yeah. you know, sound yeah. or whatever. I see. I, so <laughs> Zach Doman, when you listen back to this one, we need some hotkeys on this yeah. soundboard <laughs> for moments <laughs> like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what that's called. That's where that so. Comes from. Yeah. Um, so right. my credential Dr. is yeah, call you my credential other than though. being being Dr. Dre is um, I studied biology essentially in in college. Um, I my major was neuroscience actually, um, but ultimately that's just a dressed up dressed up way to say that I studied biology biochemistry. Um, not a ton of immunology, frankly, but I, I like to think that I can speak about. Um, you know, the human body and the immune system and kind of the mechanism behind vaccines uh, a little bit more than the average person. So in, in kind of looking into this ahead of time, it was fun to it was fun to get back into it a little bit with some of the biology. But but Michael, you're a mechanical engineer by trade. So I wonder what what you're doing here. <laughs> you had to call out that I was a mechanical engineer. Now everybody thinks I'm a grease monkey, which I kind of am. But it's a good point. How does a mechanical engineer end up on the vaccines episode? Well, here it is. Right out of school, I sold my engineering degree for business, and I became a product manager. So that's halfway between business and engineering. And for the last about four years, I've been working on life science products, uh, specifically components that go into the biopharmaceutical manufacturing process. So all the companies that you hear about, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, I work with a company that makes the components, the pipes, the tubes, the connectors, uh, some of those components that go on and have the vaccine flowed through it. So those companies are my customer. I I develop and design products and talk to those customers and understand the biopharmaceutical manufacturing process pretty well and understand the development behind uh, the vaccines somewhat well. Uh, But at the end of the day, I hope our listeners see that Andre and I besides presenting ourselves very well and and having several years of experience working in the industry or have a have been working in labs like Andre has on the human body and understand the immune system you have to take whatever we say with with critical thought and that's going to be one of our our key takeaways as we go through it so um, as as credentialed as people come um, there's hundreds and thousands of doctors out there some are saying different stories than others, and that'll be something that we'll take away as how do we sift through all of this information. But first, we wanted to get a little nerdy because, as you heard, neuroscience, mechanical engineering, both kind of nerds. Um, we wanted to get into the science a little bit around the vaccines themselves and vaccines in general. Uh, so, Andre, why don't you walk us through a little bit of the, the history of vaccines, different views on them, and the science behind what's a vaccine supposed to do, um, and, and typical call-outs of what have been some you know issues you've seen arise from the public sphere in their view of vaccines. Yeah. And, and we can kind of kick it off from there. So we're going to start a little sciencey and then get into some more, how does the Christian worldview play into this from there? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, like I said, studied neuroscience, so not <laughs> not the same thing as immunology, which is the study of kind of the way your body fights back against pathogens and disease um, from the world. Uh, you know, but whatever, you picked up pick things up along the way. And so I can tell you that vaccines essentially are a way for us to teach the body to identify 
foreign diseases uh, and teach the body in a way that doesn't require us to go through having the disease. So, you know, one way to build immunity against a disease is to get it, is to contract the disease, suffer from it, hopefully recover, and then afterwards your, bo your body basically has a memory system that isn't in your brain. It's a bunch of cells floating around in your blood. And that's called natural immunity. And that's called natural immunity. Very good. And the other way to do that, so you know, so that we don't have to go around getting every disease in order to be protected from them in the future, we create what are called vaccines. What's the what's the buzzword for that? The alternative to natural immunity being unnatural immunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, immediately, my brain thought herd immunity, but that's a different topic. That's a little that bit we'll, different. We'll talk yeah. about different. You could say um, worked or, out immunity. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. like vaccines or, uh, I, are the I, trainer. You know what? It's probably artificial immunity because it's yeah. natural selection and artificial selection. Yeah. Uh, I was going to stay away from the word artificial because that, that makes it sound fake. But That does make it sound <laughs> fake. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I think you're on the point there is, is if our immune system was a student vaccines are the teacher nice. um, to Very that nice. student to train it what to do when this bad guy comes it's it's kind of like that teacher that goes around and says hey here's a bandit kill on sight and tells our immune our immune system what to look for so mm -hmm. i think that's kind of what a vaccine is to our immune system it's mm -hmm. a teacher yeah rather than being taught by the I, virus i remember that day in third grade where she said hey here's a bandit kill on sight <laughs> <laughs> what school did you go to? I mean, geez, uh, I was uh, homeschooled, but <laughs> wow, that's almost even Zing. more not a good thing. Um, so yeah, so that okay, so that's what a vaccine fundamentally is. Um, so now I want to point out one of the big issues that surrounds the idea of vaccines, because you know everybody knows. I mean, even beyond like the anti-vaxxer movement, like that's a whole that's a big thing that we're not really going to talk about but some other time that yeah but gladly some other time i think it would be really worth it um that so there's that but then there's also just kind of a more like casual skepticism about vaccines i would describe it that way um and i i noticed that it seemed to be particularly prevalent within um like the christian world uh, there's a Pew Research poll from December 2020 that says that half of U.S. Protestants say they will not receive the vaccine. And that's a huge proportion of what is also a rather large part of our population. And so I question myself, or I, I just ask myself, like, why is that the case? And after a brief session of Googling, it you know, here we go, credentials. We're ultimately just Googling things like everybody else. Um, it, there's, there's kind of like a pro-life angle. A lot of the argument for, for people is that, you know, caught up with vaccines is this, like, dark history of abortion, like using aborted fetal tissue. Unpack that a little bit. What's the, what's the history on that? Yeah, to, to yeah. Exactly. So it, that's exactly what's going to be important to understand here is that it's like this is like a historical reality and not part of the shot that's going into your arm next month. Um, so we talked about how vaccines work. They're mm -hmm. teaching your body um, what these 
diseases are so that they can identify and defend you against those diseases. When you're developing the vaccine itself, you need, you basically do it in like a Petri dish with cells, human cells. And there's plenty of ways you can take a cheek swab and put it in a Petri dish and you'll get human cells there. But the issue with testing a vaccine on cheek swab cells is those, your cheek swab cells, <laughs> your cheek cells, for lack of a better term, has been exposed to the world, me for 25 odd years, has been exposed to different pathogens. They're, they've already developed kind of like a body of knowledge. And so to test a vaccine against them isn't a really clean process because if the vaccine works on those cells, well, is it because the vaccine is good or is it because they accumulated something throughout throughout their life, throughout my life? Yeah, you know? natural immunity. Exactly, or, yep. yeah, there's like built-in natural immunity, perfect. So the, the reason that <clears throat> in like, I think the 1970s, that aborted fetal tissue was used to develop vaccines is because that tissue that came out of a fetus that had not been exposed to the world is totally pure and clean and has no built up natural immunity. And so by by basically dosing those cells with the virus, you have a very black and white. If it works, it was because of the virus. If it doesn't... Or because of the vaccine. Or because of the vaccine. Yep. Thank you. Um, and so And so there's... And that, you know, we're not going to talk about abortion. We're not going to talk about medical ethics. Um, but that's kind of where it came from. Now, because of the way that you work with cells, like th that happened one time and we have basically an unlimited supply of cells to do vaccine development on. Um, and, and that those cells like aren't in the vaccine. There's not that tissue in the vaccine that goes into your arm. And so, um, a lot of Christian ethics professionals and, um, thinkers have like pretty clearly, I think from what I've read, lined it up and said the the vaccine doesn't, you're not condoning abortion by taking a vaccine. Yeah. But, but yep. so maybe you'll take it from here and point out how, you know, this is where critical thinking is important. This is where asking a couple more questions and diving even just one more layer underneath the headline and the, the hot take and the emotional response is important mm -hmm. because you can see how, oh yeah, it's a pro-life issue. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into that. But then, as I hope I just explained in a helpful way, it's it's that's not the whole story. Yeah, I, I think you're bringing up um, a really interesting point, and that is, does our stance on one thing, such as abortion, play into our decision on another? And um, like you said, it, it's so far at, at one point in vaccine development history those um, aborted fetuses were used to help be a positive or a negative. We don't use those anymore uh, for vaccine development. So that's, that's what you're trying to clear up, and, and you did that well. And that brings into a question of can, can good ever spawn from a bad thing, right? That's a whole, <laughs> whole different topic, and, and you could throw in the, you know, an argument on um, – God's plan working through history well over time. And if, if you study different parts of, you know, bad things and good coming out of them, a lot of things in our life that we 
enjoy, wouldn't be um, wouldn't be able to enjoy it if we, we took that to an extreme. So let me give let me give an example here. So let's let's think about World War Two. Um, World War Two, massive war, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people died and were killed by different battles within history. As Americans, um, we ended up winning that war and because most of Western Europe and, and that in Eastern Europe was destroyed, America got an intense amount of manufacturing capacity compared to the rest of the world and our economy boomed. So out of a terrible thing, World War II, uh, American culture and the economy boomed like crazy. And my point is that is this is like, would you not allow you know a war to happen? to increase capacity in, in the same way. This is maybe a bad example. I, I might've bit off more. I can chew here. Uh, <laughs> is okay. abortive fetus going into vaccines in its, I, I, I should have come up with a better example than that. But, but my point is this, like if a bad thing happens and sin is a part of that bad thing and good things happen because of that, um, are, are we to condone that good thing? now under that original sin or not so that's that's the big point um i tried to make an example it flopped but generalizing it's even better of (laughs) do we not do something that's good because originally it was based on a sin so that's a a deeper argument and and we can we can discuss that in a future podcast but that's really what you're getting at here is okay this was used at one point we can't just throw all vaccines under the bus because at one point in its history this was used right Better especially because there's a lot of competing evidence i mean and this is what's hard you know and i think about this with a lot of issues and topics where you know nobody has time for this nobody has time to and cuz to be to be frank i spent probably 30 minutes do, doing a little bit of research and i and i'm fully aware that i scratched the surface of of a lot of topics of exactly what you said I thought about that same thing, like good things coming out of sinful circumstances. Man, I would love to read more about that and understand more about that. The, you know, this the topic of the concept of, um, like respecting other people's opinions and beliefs, even though they are at odds with yours, and you even you even think that they're like objectively wrong by the facts. It's like there's a value to that, and I would love to think about that and and go down the rabbit hole on that and then and then there's you know things that are just like even more tangible like vaccines what do i believe about vaccines and and i'm sitting here saying yeah you just gotta get you know a couple layers underneath you gotta you gotta hear that oh it's a it's a pro-life issue if you you know if if you don't want to condone abortion then you can't take this vaccine or if you take a vaccine you're whatever and and i'm saying you know just understand a little bit of the history and understand what the vaccine is and and like what part that kind of aborted fetus tish, tissue played in the development 50 years ago or whatever 50 years ago and and you know you get a more balanced view i say that and my big asterisk here that i'm you know <laughs> you should hear in my voice is that i'm like on edge because i'm what i'm getting to is the fact that i realize that it's you know, not every person is going to spend all the time to get down and and parse what's right and wrong and what's, you know, true. 
and based in fact and what is just kind of fear-mongering and catchy headlines and um, a, a, a way to get people in your camp. You know, I think that's something that we see happening a lot is this, you know, the tribalism thing, the us versus them that is talked about a lot. Any any extreme, what did you say sen- earlier, sensational take mm-hmm. is likely to pull people in closer to your whole bigger narrative that's behind it. And, and while it is, so I guess the moral of the story for me is like, while it is difficult to do that, and may take a little bit of time, I think, on the issues that matter, and we'll see that this issue matters. Uh, it's it's worth it. It's important to do. Yeah, absolutely. And we we kind of went sidetracked there a little bit, so I apologize to our listeners for that. You know, an example I should have used was just the gospel of Jesus died and was killed and murdered. And because murder is the basis for the salvation of Christian faith, do we not believe in Christianity? There you go. Yeah, wow. God. <laughs> just so much better. I, I hope our listeners are realizing we're very amateur podcasters and one. We're just trying to have a talk with each other. But that little added bit of pressure on you when you podcast, I feel like, makes your brain brain just fart. But I, I agree, Andre. And, th- and this is maybe where we'll walk through a few more examples. So. Here's one, and I'll take this for a minute or two here, is mRNA viruses is the big, big new kid on the block, per se. And mRNA technology is not new. It's been around for about 10 to 15 years, if not longer. Um, it's, it's the first time it's been packaged into an approved vaccine uh, because it wasn't needed to this point. And I'm not going to explain how mRNA works, but if our listeners want to, there is a YouTube channel called Simply Explained. Um, that if you search how do mRNA vaccines work and uh, look at that channel, Simply Explained, there's a four-minute video that really, really goes in well exactly how mRNA interacts with our cells. Um, and my my question I've gotten from, you know, as you know, my wife's a dental hygienist, we're, we're processing through the vaccines and everything that it does. And um, one of the things that I'm seeing is critical thought, Andre, the ability to think deeply without responding too quickly has been totally lost in our society. And from a Christian's point of view, we really need to reclaim that. Um, and the the verse I'm thinking about here is, a, is from Ephesians 4. So Ephesians is one of the books that Paul wrote. Um, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, or General Electric Power Company. Um, and it's Ephesians 4, verse 13 uh, un- until we attain to all the unity of the faith and of all the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ." And that idea of being tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine is talking about different theologies and, and um, doctrines that were being thrown at the church in Ephesus. But it can really be applied to anything in, in the COVID sense is any kind of information we're getting tossed here and there by sensational news and sensational media and from all different angles of credentialed people that are telling us different things. And, and one uh, takeaway and, and application that, that I'm going to give to our listeners is as, as we're looking through this and one, take a deep breath, 
have patience for yourself. Um, but two is one, whoever is speaking to me, what is their intention? That's always a good thing of what are they trying to get me to believe? That's always a good place to start. But any information I get from anyone, I always sift through these three questions and I really encourage it to anyone out there as far as just a, a way to step back. Don't, don't freak out one way or the other is where did you get your information? How do you know it's true? What happens if you're wrong? This person said that the mRNA vaccines kill 12% of people who take them. Where do you get information? Well, a dog told me. How do you know it's true? Well, they seemed confident. What happens if you're wrong? A lot of people don't get the vaccines and this, the pandemic carries on for much longer and pe- more people die. Like that was just a sensationalized example of, of all those things that we hear. Hydroxychloroquine works. Where do you get your information? How do you know it's true? What happens if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. The vaccine works. Where do you get information? And it can be used on both sides of the argument. Um, and I really encourage those questions to check what you believe fundamentally, whether you're pro-vaccine, mRNA, COVID vaccine, or against it right now. Wherever you're at, sit back. Don't be tossed here and there by every new thing that comes up. But pray and ask those three questions. Where do you get information? How do you know it's true? What happens if you're wrong? So that's that's one thing we really wanted to key in on was critical thought through all this. I love that. I think that's a really powerful um, heuristic. That's a big word. I think it's a really powerful ap- approach to dealing with w- what can be really overwhelming and um, complicated issues. It's just take each one and just run it through those three questions. E- each p- piece that comes through the door of your brain, put it through those those three questions. And I think, Michael, you've also you know, put a nice kind of title slide or you put a nice bow on what I was trying to force out <laughs> uh, by saying cr- critical thinking. And and that's what I'm saying. When I when I say like you slip a little one one layer under, dive a little bit deeper on a topic, that's what that's critical thinking. That's asking, you know, yeah, where is this information coming from? Is it trustworthy? Um, and, and then I and I think for the Christian that means saying what does the gospel have to say about this topic? So when it comes to something like vaccination where, you know, this is public health, this is community health, there are other people involved, you have to ask the question, is there a, a love my neighbor, um, a love your neighbor element to this topic? And I, and I think there has to be. I think mm-hmm. it's part of it. Absolutely. I'm not saying that that should be your one and only argument, and that should be the one thing that you make your decision on, and, and that's what we're, we're saying here with critical thinking. It's mm-hmm. maintaining tension between arguments for the sake of moving towards the truth. Um, I think that tension, that tension image is one that I, that I try to go back to. I, th- I find that if, if there's, <laughs> you know, if you imagine it's a tug of war, it's not, you're not getting anywhere. There's, if there's no effort to keep the line taut, um, I, I don't think that the wrong beliefs are going to be challenged. Uh, and I also, I mean, and for the, in, on the same coin, on the other side of the same coin, the right beliefs aren't going to be challenged either. And how else do you prove if they're right if, unless you challenge them? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the uh, that's the last application we'll take away here is is the element of Andre and I are sitting here as we'd be considered low risk individuals when it comes to COVID, and both of us are in the camp of, or <laughs> I won't speak for Andre too much, but I'm in the camp of I would take the vaccine. I wear a mask. I I don't think either of those things are fun. 
I don't enjoy either of those things. Personally, I don't think I need to take the vaccine because I would rather get the natural immunity, right? Because I'm a, a low risk individual and it's not going to affect my life that much. And I don't want to have to go through the hassle of taking it. And, and yeah, maybe there is an unknown with the vaccine and, and that's, that's a, a true thing that could happen. But again, um, critical thinking and looking at, at the evidence and data would, would point other ways and just, just praying through it with discernment from Christ as well as I really want to bring that point home is, are we actually praying through these decisions or not? Or do we just say, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, Michael. I'm going to go on my way and go look for more evidence and Google longer and stress out more and fall more into fear. And ah, or do I just sit back and say, Lord, you are the creator of all things. You created this virus. You also created the science that allows us to make vaccines, which is cool, too. That's one argument is, well, God didn't create vaccines, so don't take them. It's like, well... Okay. No, he did because he he gave us the ability to think and reason and gave us the pieces to make vaccines. So, um, so I think that's just something to consider on on all aspects here. And then the other part is like Andre said, love love God, love others. Balances with, don't be a slave to fear. It's like we're talking about Matthew there, and then Romans eight fifteen is the one I brought up right there. Is slaves to fear of, don't be tied down by the new fear thing to come up, new variants, new uh, new drugs that don't work or do work, a higher caseload, or the other side of more unrest and more worry about, about vaccines. So one, please pray. Bring your critical thought up and really run things through the sifting idea of love God and love others well. And that's our, our key takeaway about vaccines and, and the things to consider when we look through COVID vaccines. Um, there's so much more we could talk about Andre and I were sitting here at the beginning like and I think we we maybe messed up a little bit on this one where we tried to talk about three different things and and we could have stuck to one but there were so many other things we could have talked about around the vaccine of you know new variants and go more into that or or drugs that apply or anecdotal evidence or things like that um but I I pray for our listeners one one like follow subscribe wherever you're at and also come reach out to us. We're, we're approachable guys. Um, contact us and we'd love to sit down, buy you a cup of coffee if uh, the coffee shops are open and, and talk for a couple hours on one of these topics and really get through and we're okay with being wrong. But And, and if you don't know us, you can just email theologyofplainmen at gmail.com. There you go. That is a our monitored email so account. it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, there it is. Don't got to be an insider. Andre, any, any last words before we wrap this one up? I don't think so, Michael. I think this has been a great conversation. Um, and it's just it's just one of so many, isn't it? You know, it's like not only were there all the branches off this topic of vaccines that we could have taken taken on, but it, this was just vaccines. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to as 2021 has been a great podcast year so far. I'm looking forward to doing a lot more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and I will talk somebody's ear off on vaccines on and whether or not they need to take them. But that's for longer time and for a different time. Uh, so we hope that our verbal processing was edifying to you. This has been one more edition of the Theology of Plain Men podcast. Have a great night, great week, wherever you're at. See everyone.